You're listening to. Whoa! To another edition of Books and Boba. It is our October book news episode where we share the new releases and publishing news um, in Asian American literature. My name is Marvin Yue. And I'm Riva Yu. And we are your hosts for uh, this book club that covers Asian and Asian American authors, or books by Asian and Asian American authors. Uh, we are coming at you once again from the Potluck Podcast Studio here in Little Tokyo, um, nestled Deep inside the um, visual communications office, they've so graciously let us use this space to build the studio, and now uh, we're like totally professional. We're still getting used to some gear, <laughs> so if if audio sounds funky, no, it sounds great. It sounds great. Don't I'm, worry about I'm, it. I'm trusting that it, it sounds great. <laughs> um, how's it going? It's been a uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we last talked. It's been uh, like about good, a um, week and a half, two yeah. weeks, yeah. It's October is a very, very busy month, I feel like. Yeah, because of collaboration stuff, right? Well, collaboration <laughs> stuff. Well, I'm, I was also talking about book news. There's, just a whole, there's a whole bunch of new books coming out this month. Yeah, guess, yeah. a lot. Most <laughs> of them came out already, but we'll get through them. <laughs> I actually, um, what is it? I just finished Cindy Pond's One. Right. And I think you'll really like it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it is like super Taiwanese. Oh, I love Taiwanese <laughs> stuff. Because <laughs> it's it, it takes place in Taipei, and it's like yeah. sci-fi dystopia. That's like the heist story, right? It's a yeah, heist story? Yeah. yeah. It looks so cool. So I think you'll really like it. I feel like there's a lot of sci-fi in my world right now, and I kind of like it. It's not bad. And we're reading a sci-fi book for our um, November book club pick, which we will announce at the end of this episode, so stay tuned. Um, but... Yeah, how about we get to it? Um, let's get to the new releases of the month of October. Uh, first up, it's Amisa, or Amisa. Um, it's one word, so I'm assume it's all connected. Um, by Supriya Kelkar. Um, again, sorry if I butchered that name. It's okay, um, it's okay. Just roll with it. Published by two books, um, released on October 1st, 2017. Set in 1942, when Indian citizens were fighting for independence from British rule, Kilkar's novel follows 10-year-old Anjali, who joins the Amisa, a nonviolent resistance, after her freedom fighter mother is imprisoned in jail. The novel is inspired by author Kelkar's great-grandmother's experience working with Mahatma Gandhi. So that's already out for those who are interested in getting Amisa by Supriya Kalkar. Um, next on our list is Pashmina by Nidhi Chanani. Uh, and that was published by First Second, released on October 3rd. Pashmina tells the story of an Indian-American girl who struggles to fit in at high school, then discovers more about her family's history with the help of her mother's magical Pashmina. Uh, Pashmina is a graphic novel. Yeah, I actually met the author um, at Comic-Con. We were at a special breakfast uh, meetup that Sarah Kuhn put together with her, oh, with her nice. industry friends. And yeah, the art looks super cute. I, I'm all for more middle grade graphic novels because I grew up on mangas. Yeah. And like, you know, mangas are translated. They're not American. So it's like nice to have yeah. uh, more graphic novels that are not so gritty to a point where <laughs> where like kids are like, I don't know. There's like blood and gore and sex in this. <laughs> and also featuring protagonists of color. Yes, of course. Yeah, it's always good. 
Um, next up is Under the Pendulum Sun by Jeanette Ng. Uh, published by Angry Robot, released on October 3rd, 2017, Catherine Hellstone's brother, Leon, has disappeared in Arcadia, legendary land of the magical fae. Desperate for news of him, she makes the perilous journey, but once there, she finds herself alone and isolated in the sinister house of Gethsem- Gethsemane. Gethsemane? Gethsemane. Fantasy talk. Um, at last, there comes news. Her beloved brother is writing to be reunited with her soon. But the Queen of the Fae and her insane court are hard on his heels. Sounds thrilling. It kind of reminds me of uh, Sorcerer to the Crown because it takes – I mean, Sorcerer to the Crown took place in the Regency era and this takes place in the Victorian era. Oh, okay. But it's still like fantasy, like mixed in with historical fiction and with, there's like, magic and fairies. With British people. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. yeah snooty. <laughs> the, the aristocracy. The aristocracy. The, the landed gentry. <laughs> Uh, next up is Seize Today by Pintip Dunn, published by Entangled Teen and released on October 3rd. The final installment of the Forget Tomorrow series tells the story of a 17-year-old Olivia Dredston, who can see different versions of people's futures flicker before her eyes. When her mother, Chairwoman Dresden, captures Ryder Russell, a boy from the rebel underground, Olivia is forced to reevaluate her notions of love and faith. With Ryder's help, Olivia must come to terms with who her mother is in the present and stop her before she destroys the world. Uh, Pintip Dunn, uh, she's the author of Girl on the Verge, and that was like a contemporary YA thriller, and that followed like a Thai-American girl. So it's interesting she wrote like a sci-fi trilogy. It's always interesting to hear like all these names being thrown around these descriptions because like Personally, I have a hard time naming stuff. Like, I would sit on, like, the, the character generation screen of a video game for hours because I just don't know what to name someone. It's really bad. You must be, like, how, do you watch Game of Thrones? There's a lot of characters kind of. in that. I mean, I, the book has even I more. I follow the so. recaps <laughs> because it's easier <laughs> than watching the actual show. Uh, anyways, enough about my uh, my infuriating media consumption. Um <laughs> habits next up is the sun and her flowers by rupee Kaur, published by andrew mcmeal publishing and it released on october 3rd from rupee Kaur, the new york times best-selling author of milk and honey comes her long-awaited second collection of poetry divided into five chapters and illustrated by Kaur. the sun and her flowers is a journey of wilting falling rooting rising and blooming it is a celebration of love in all its forms I've seen Milk and Honey in uh, yeah, um, at the Barnes Noble. Yeah, it's yeah. always there. Like <laughs> it's like the best-selling poetry book, nice. poetry collection. Um, next up is Not Your Villain by C.B. Lee. It's published by Duet Books and it released on October fifth. After discovering a massive cover-up by Heroes League of Heroes and becoming framed as the country's most wanted villain, shapeshifter Bells Broussard. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Could be Broussard. Belle Broussard and his friends set off to find the resistance. Meanwhile, power-hungry former hero Captain Orion is on the loose with a dangerous serum that renders metahumans powerless. And a new militarized robotic threat emerges. Everyone is in danger. Between college applications and crushing on his best friend, will Bells have the time to take down a corrupt government? And that is... Not Your Villain by C.B. Lee. This is the sequel to Not Your Sidekick, right? Yes. Yes, it is. And it features a black trans superhero. Awesome. So 
Yeah, I remember pretty great. The first book featured a by Vietnamese main character, or yeah, Vietnamese. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, we're trying to get CB Lee on the line to talk about her her series. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to talk to her sometime soon. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds awesome. It sounds like a lot going on. I've heard I, yeah. so many great things about it, and of course the cover is amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I'm all for more uh, representation in superhero lore. So yeah. All right. Next up is Where the Stars Rise: Asian Science Fiction and Fantasy, edited by Lucas K. Law and Darren Mack, published by Loxa Media Groups Incorporated, and released on October eighth. Um, in this anthology, 23 science fiction and fantasy authors take their readers on a journey through Asia and beyond, from stories about orphans and drug smuggling in deep space to a rocket launch in post-apocalyptic Tokyo. Each story wrestles between ghostly past and uncertain future. Um, and authors in the anthology include Anne Carly Abad, um, Deepak Barathon, Joyce Ching, uh, Miki Dare, S.B. Divya, Pamela Q. Fernandez, Calvin D. Jim, Min Su Kang, Fonda Lee, Gabriella Lee, Karen Loachi, Rachi Mahotra, E.C. Myers, Tony Pai, Angela Yurko Smith, Priya Sridhar, Amanda Sun, um, Narodame Sundar, um, Jeremy Sai, Regina Kanyu Wang, um, Dinah Shing, Melissa Yuang Ines, and Ruhan Zhao. That's a lot of writers. Yeah. And a lot of them. I think if not all of them are of Asian descent. You can't really judge by names, but you know, yeah, some you of them re- sound. Yeah, you really can't judge by names. But um, yeah, this is an anthology of sci-fi and fantasy stories that take place in Asia or takes Asian culture. And for the most part, is own voices, I, I'd like to assume. I hope so. Hopefully they don't play Runner us. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not go there. Oh, my God. It's so sad because I really want to like it. It's really funny because uh, Cindy Pond, the author of Want uh-huh. and the Serpentine series, she um, she said in a tweet, oh, all the Asians in Blade Runner are in Fantasy Island eating better food. And, right. Like, well, obviously, Asia won the culture wars. So while America is, you know, um, consuming all of Asia's products, Asia's like living large and like in clean <laughs> utopian cities. Right. That's the world of Blade Runner in my yeah. head. Yeah. My head canon. That is it. Uh, next up is Forest of a Thousand Lanterns by Julie C. Dow, published by Philomel Books, released on October 10th. 18-year-old Shi Feng is beautiful. The stars say she is destined for greatness, that she is meant to be Empress of Feng Lu, but only if she embraces the darkness within her. Growing up as a peasant in a forgotten village on the edge of the map, Shi Feng longs to fulfill the destiny promised to her by her cruel aunt, the witch Guma who has read the cards and seen glimmers of Shi Feng's majestic future. But is the price of the throne too high? And that is Forest of a Thousand Lanterns by Julie C. Dow. So this is like a like a Maleficent slash like Wicked type of it's, adaptation of so the Snow White fable. The, right? the pitch that I've been hearing is an East Asian-inspired uh, fantasy retelling of uh, the evil queen. From Snow White. From right? Snow White. Yeah. So that's this, interesting. Yeah, this can also be like a setup or a pitch for like every single Chinese historical empress drama ever. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like um, young girl rises from poverty, becomes the emperor's favored concubine, and eventually becomes empress of China. That's like there's at least five. There's at least five of yeah, that yeah. that exact story. But awesome, yeah. This is um, yeah. I've seen people talk about this book on Twitter and. and 
reception seems to be pretty good. So yeah, I I, I like that. I like um, I like reimaginings. Yeah, me too. I'm a big fan of fairy tale re- reimaginings <laughs> as well. There's a whole genre of like. There was actually actually yeah, like, when I when I was in college, there was a class specifically for that. Really? Yeah, you have to write a movie based on a fairy tale. Well, also, I feel like there's a whole genre of telling stories, like retelling stories from the villain's point of view. Right. Yeah, I think that seems to be a recent trend. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of fairy tale re- retellings, what's the next book? Good segue. Um, the next book is A Line in the Dark by Melinda Lowe, uh, published by Dutton Books for Young Readers and releases on October 17th, um, 2017. Um, Chinese-American Jess Wong is in love with her best friend Angie, but is afraid to admit it. She is more reluctant to do so after Angie begins to fall for Margot Adams, a popular girl from a nearby boarding school. As Jess and Angie's friendship reaches a breaking point, a friend of Margot is found murdered in the park, and the search for the killer sheds light on some dark secrets about everyone. This doesn't sound so fantastical. No, no. Um, the reason why I mentioned like fairy tale retellings is Melinda Lowe. Uh, her debut novel was Ash, and I'm th- oh. I think you may have heard of it. It's a I have not. Uh, it's a queer fairy tale of queer retelling of Cinderella. Oh, okay, so um, that was her debut novel, and I think. Uh, she has about like three or four books under her belt. I'm not. I'm not sure of the exact number, but she's been around for a while, and she is very active on Twitter and very active about LGBTQ uh, literature. So, if you want to learn more about about Melinda Lowe, you can follow her on Twitter. Yeah, follow authors on Twitter because they post a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of good stuff. Writers are intelligent human beings who can articulate their thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that'll do it for um, this edition of the new release for the month of October. I'm sure there'll be more that um, we can catch up on later on. But um, that's a lot of stuff. I mean, if someone made it a goal to read every single... I'm I'm glad we didn't make a goal to read every single book by Asian American authors. It's impossible. It's like, there's a lot. Like, whoever told you there aren't any, they're an idiot. A lot of people don't know. That's why we have this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I guess we can move on to um, book news. news. Book news. Uh, well, before we get to there, I forgot to mention, uh, we talked about November's book pick announcement, but don't forget the October book club pick for Books and Boba is The Ghost Bride by... Yang Zhe Chu. <laughs> Thanks for the assist. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Um, Actually, t- speaking of November picks, uh-huh. should... Okay, so we're into we're in a kind of dilemma right now. Um, so we we asked people to vote vote for our November pick, and we had four books um, as options. Right, and you could vote once on Twitter and once on Goodreads. Problem is, we have a tie. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I did not expect. So. So what are what are our choices? Uh, so the finalists are Empress of a Thousand Skies by Rhoda Beleza and uh, Star Swept by Mary Fan. Okay. So what we're going to do is throw a coin. We can roll a die. I have this oh, app on my die. phone because okay. I've been developing a actual play podcast, which is where we record our super awesome RPG sessions with me and some friends. And uh, we're going to make a <laughs> podcast out of it. Watch out for it. It's going to coming soon. I'll make the announcement. You have like... Five podcasts. I'm gonna roll a D two on my phone app, which is pretty much just a coin. Um, what is one? One is what is two? Um, let's say Star Swept is one, and Empress of a Thousand Skies is two. Okay, 
And we're going to have Rhea record me and post this on the Book Symbol but Instagram to show that we did not fudge it. It is totally legit. Wait. I don't know if I have signal in the studio. Well, just record. Yeah, record the record the video will, and then post the it later. Video. Hold yeah. on, hold on. <laughs> I still I have a new phone, so I'm not used to. Okay, so I'm gonna hit a D two, and then I'm gonna roll it. It's two. So Empress of a Thousand Skies. That is our book for the month of November, um, which works out because it's a it's an older book, right? So people should be able to get it pretty easily. Uh, older as in it came out in like February. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the paperback is actually coming out uh, this month, but I don't think – actually, no, it might – people might be able to get it in time, the paperback okay. at least. So. And I know there, we had a lot of Twitter people that were really excited about potentially reading Starswept or I know. that we were going to read Starswept. And I feel like we're going to read Starswept at one point or another because we were really, 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 really I ordered it. It, it shipped from Amazon yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to read it no matter what. So. Yeah, you really like the like the the pitch for it. I just so. love like books about music and space and it just combines those two things together. Yeah. So Well, if Mary Fan wants to come on the show... We are open to it. Hint, hint. We should send her a DM just in case. Let, con- let us slide a, into a, her DM. As a consolation. I feel bad. Uh, but I'll Them's the it. breaks. There's only so much time. And yeah. It was, Anyways, fair. It was fair. It was fair. It was fair. We left it to the fates. Like. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to book news. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Read The Ghost Bride. We're going to talk about it at the end of the month. And um, Reba, you've already finished it, right? No, I just started oh, today. I'm okay. like on page 16. <laughs> I've heard a lot of um, a lot of comparisons to Spirited Away, which makes yeah, me it very is excited. it is very like lyrical and um, very much like fantastical, even cool. though it's historical fiction. So yeah, all right, let's move on to book news. Oh boy! Um, first up, congratulations to Kazuo Ishiguro for winning the 2017 Nobel Prize in Literature. He is best known for his novels The Remains of the Day and Never Let Me Go, which were both adapted into highly acclaimed films. Um, from what I know, Kazuo Ishiguro is the third author of Japanese descent to win this award. Yeah, he's Japanese-British, right? Japanese-British. Yeah. So he was born in Nagasaki, and he immigrated into Britain when he was five, and he's just been living there uh, pretty much his entire life. So. Yeah. Um, there's been some controversy because like Japanese people, like, like, it's like the whole like Jeremy Japanese, Lin thing, yeah, right? It's like like Japanese citizens him. are yeah. like, oh, he's a Japanese author. But then like Britain, Britain's like, oh, he's a British author. And can he be both? Yes, he can be both. It's just media. Can't he, yeah. You like, can... the, like I've been seeing headlines and I'm like, it's amazing how people don't do their research. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he has a Japanese name, but he... The novel is in English language, right? Yeah, it's in English. And I mean, not that that means anything, but like you can be both and neither, right? Japanese, British. I'm, is not, I'm actually really, I, I mentioned this on, on the Goodreads forums, but I'm actually really curious how uh, Asians um, in other countries identify themselves as because here, Asian Americans, it's still a pretty new term. It's a pretty new term. It's also a very monolithic term. Yeah, like, yeah. Because... Because like, I know, I know, like in Britain, they have British Asians, but then they consider those are typically South Asians. Yeah, right? they, like Indians, yeah, it's typically South like Asians. Desi, yeah. So it's like I wonder if there's an actual term that that like the youth over there are identifying <laughs> as. I'm I'm not sure, but yeah, 
Yeah. I wonder, but you know, with the thing with diaspora communities is that like you're both part of the culture and not right. And you're kind of a subculture. Um, and it, there's a lot of nuance, but <laughs> it's always funny that like, it's not until you win an award or become famous that people want to claim you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's generally how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. But I actually just finished reading Never Let Me Go. Okay. And it was so good. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it was so good. And it was also super British. Okay. So. <laughs> you like that. I feel like that's like your, your flavor. Yeah. Your it, preferred flavor. It's like is... very like melancholy. Like it has melancholy and it's like beautiful writing and it's so peaceful to read. <laughs> but it's like dystopian literature. So okay. like it's a great blend of genres and it's a stream of consciousness, and I thought I wouldn't like it. Yeah, that's but, not that's not exactly your. Favorite. But it was actually it was actually really nice. It was very conversational, so very easy to read for me. Yeah. Well, hopefully, now that it's won the Nobel Prize, it will people will it'll be easier to find in bookstores. I'm sure it's already pretty easy to it's, find. Yeah, like his books are out in paperback. <laughs> you can find them at Barnes and Noble yeah. everywhere, and also like two big movies made from his books. I mean, Remains of the Day starred Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson, wow. and, and uh, Never Let Me Go had Keira Knightley, and uh, and shoot, I don't remember the other British chick that was in it, but a bunch of <laughs> A-list stars, so... That's cool. Um, I, it's kind of my ignorance. I didn't know there was a Nobel Prize for. I always thought it was for like peace and like science. I didn't realize there was a literature one. I'm trying not to kill you over this table right now, but. <laughs> 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 well, glad that you've learned something. Yeah. Next on our news is Ace and Swords bought world rights to two novels by Peter Tarias. Um, Mecha Samurai Empire and Sons of War. I love that. Our standalone works set. good names. Our standalone works set in the same world as Tarias's 2016 novel, The United States of Japan, oh. in which Germany and Japan won World War II and divided the United States between them. Mecha Samurai Empire is to be released in fall 2018. I like United. I saw the cover for the United States of Japan, and it's like a pretty much a big Gundam in the cover. And I'm like, I'm all about Mecca, so I want to read this. But the person who borrowed it at my library uh-huh. lost the copy. So now I'm like stuck in limbo and oh, I can't no. read was, it. Was that an independent published one? Yeah, it's an, yeah. Yeah, it's an indie published. I hearing about it. I think Angry Robot published it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that like... This alternate history of where the Axis won World War II, like it was a trend that started a couple years ago with like Men in High Tower and mm-hmm. Wolfenstein, and and now it's kind of like, eh, is it really fantasy? Is it? Let's not talk about that. Uh, oh god, the world <laughs> is so bleak. Anyways, sounds int- anytime there's Mecha and Samurai together, I'm at least interested. Like my my um I know I know um Peter Tarias's debut novel. It was called like Bald New World and it's like just it's a really funny dystopian book where like every one day everybody wakes up bald and no <laughs> one knows the reason why. Oh no. So I like I'm hoping that that kind of humor carries on to his uh more mecha books, but Yeah. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Yeah. 
Our next story is Riverhead Books bought Ruchika Tomar's debut novel, A Prayer for Travelers. Set in Nevada,、um, the book follows Kale, who must grapple with what's happening with the protective alien grandfather who raised her, and with her Mexican American best friend Penny, who disappears after a horrifying moment of violence shatters their world. And next, we have Little B bought world rights to author Andrea Wang's picture book. Magic Ramen: The Story of the Invention of Instant Noodles, illustrated by debut artist Kana Ubranowitz. The book shows readers the historical context, scientific experimentation, and spirit of determination and charity that led Momofuku Ando to invent instant ramen. Publication is planned for spring 2019. I saw the story of this on、uh, Mind of a Chef, which is a show that.、Um The first season featured David Chang, and it's produced、oh. by、um, by Anthony Bourdain's、um, production company.、Um, and yeah, Momofuku. It's it's a really interesting story of like trying to find a way to create an easy food that can like feed people post in post war Japan.、Um, and I mean, obviously, kids love ramen. I love instant ramen.、Um, but do we really want kids to eat more ramen? It's kind of bad for them. I don't think this book is like encouraging encouraging them to eat more ramen. But I guess yes, teaching science. Science is good. <laughs> science is good.、Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't eat ramen anymore. I'm too old.、Um, <laughs> Scholastic picked up Sabina Khan's "The Love and Lies of Rakshana Ali," in which the titular character is caught kissing her girlfriend by her conservative Muslim parents, who respond by forcing her to move from Seattle to Bangladesh. Publication is scheduled for spring 2019. Wow, that's kind of like an extreme reaction.、Um, yeah, but then conservative parents.、So、yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it.、But、so scholastic. So this is a. This is probably a middle grade. Yeah, it's probably、model. middle grade. Yeah, yeah. Um. Next, congratulations to Lisa Ko, author of The Leavers, and Minjin Lee, author of Pachinko, for becoming finalists for the 2017 National Book Award for Fiction. Congratulations! So, Both of these books are books that come highly recommended, and we'll probably get to at some point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I gave Marvin a copy of The Leavers, and I own Pachinko. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's on our list. Yeah,、uh, but congrats!、Uh, both Lisa Cohen and Jinli are—they、um, retweet us once in a while, so I'm, I'm sure they know who, they, who we are. <laughs> so hopefully, you listen. Notice us sometimes.、Um, our last story is actor John Cho and Viet Thanh Nguyen,、uh, author of *The Sympathizer*, will be hosting a panel at USC on November 17th at 7 p.m. The two will discuss their overlapping interests in film, literature, and Asian American representation. Admission is free, but reservations are required. RSVPs are open on USC's Vision and Voices website on Thursday, October nineteenth at nine a.m. That's interesting. So this is for those of you who are in the LA area,、um, because that's where USC is,、um, which is also where、um, Vietan Wen teaches, right? That's yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, and、um, Vietan Wen's、uh, the sympathizer that was one of our picks, and、yeah. we have an entire episode on it with Kristen. So it's a real good book. Yeah, we mean, talked about it for a very long time. Does that mean John Cho's gonna be playing the、um, the nameless protagonist? I don't. Did it get picked up for a movie? I, I don't, don't think、know. so. I mean, it's a Pulitzer Prize winner, so I'm sure people are trying to get rights. I want、know. it to be a TV series rather than a movie because、yeah. I feel like a movie wouldn't be able to fit everything in it. Or maybe like a like a mini series. Yeah, mini series. Yeah. yeah. Um, with Ed Screen as the nameless protagonist. Oh God, no! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ed Screen's cool. Who's that? He's cool. He's cool, but let's not. Matt Damon is even less cool these days, apparently. But anyways, let's not talk about that. 
Um, and that's and those are our news stories uh, for the month of October. Again, if you have any other stories, announcements, new releases that you want to bring to our attention, uh, please do so on our Goodreads forum. Uh, we love to see, and it's really great to see so much action on there these days. As always, like, I'm getting more and more digests of you know which, which happens when people post, and it's it's really cool to see people. Uh, yeah, like it's nice to talk about books that aren't our official picks also yeah. because I like to read more than one book a month <laughs> and I like to share my thoughts because I have a lot of thoughts. And thank you to everyone who, who have given us some kind words on our um, discussion of Goodbye Vitamin. Um, those are real nice. And if you do, again, if you do want to support the show, please give us a rating review on iTunes. It really helps us out. It helps us it really helps us um get on other people's radars um don't forget to subscribe to us um wherever you can and yeah encourage people to read more books um there's also there's there's been a there's a new um asian american book club too that just started oh yeah lit celebration uh, which is um which is uh, which got started by the people who um, created that um, bingo game, yeah, right? Asian yeah. lit bingo and Asian lit chat. So yeah. it's like a collective of um, Asian book bloggers who have been blogging for a number of years. They're like <laughs> pros, you guys, and and um, I think their first book, their first book pick for October and November, because they're like uh, it's um, every it's yeah. like every two months. But so uh, their first pick is Rebel Soul by mm-hmm. Axio, and that is a book that I really really want to read did so, you get yours yet no i like <laughs> i think i like speaking of mecca i have a book budget and i've definitely blown uh, it this month so i i have to wait until book budget yeah i have a hold on the library so sorry i will gift one to you if you just return it to me <laughs> 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 which probably will never happen no uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, check them out. Um, the, the the creators of that book club are also followers of, on our Twitter, and they they respond all the time, which is awesome. So we want to give some give them some love back. It's always good to see more people championing, you know, yeah, yeah Asian American authors. Yeah. Um, anything else? Don't forget um, to read the Ghost Bride by Yang Si Chu. Um, we're going to be talking about that. Are we going to bring on a guest this month? I don't know. Maybe maybe I can find someone to bully <laughs> into being on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you do want to get your thoughts on the podcast, please share your thoughts about the book on the forums, and uh, we'll read them, and we'll bring them up as we talk about it. Um, and Twitter and Radar, our November book pick has been decided. It is... Empress of a Thousand Skies by Rhoda Beleza. Yeah, so put that on your calendar. That would be your book club pick for November. Um, and we're, I guess we can start thinking about December. See, like, I'm a planner. Uh-huh. But then I think about, like, all the minute details, and it, like, overloads my brain. I feel like December we can go for a longer book because longer book. Um, people are on vacation and should be reading more. Theoretically. Yeah, Theoretically should be speaking. reading more. I wonder if we should, like, read a classic, like a book that we should have read, but Mm. we're, like, we've been shamed into, like, not reading it. (laughs) Shame. Um, Well, we'll think about it. We'll get back to you on that um, by the end of the month. Uh, But thanks again for listening to this episode of Books and Bulba. Uh, Thank you for all the support. And, oh, watch out for, we were not having building a new website for Books and Bulba, so that should be launching soon. Um, Don't forget to check that out. Um, And, yeah, we'll see you next time. Keep reading, guys. Bye. 
And this episode of Books and Boba was hosted by Marvin Yue and Riva Yu and edited by Marvin Yue. Books and Boba is a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts featuring unique voices from the Asian American community. If you like this show, check out some of the other great programs of the Potluck Podcast Collective, including Saturday School, a podcast about Asian American pop culture and film history hosted by Ada Sang and Brian Hu. Check out Saturday School and the other great programs of the Potluck Collective by going to the website www.podcastpotluck.com. 